0: Welcome to the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Triple D Wine and Spirit Distribution and Rico's Cheese. Here's your host, Spicy Gumbo.
1: Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League Podcast presented by Rico's Cheese. I am joined not by one guest. I am joined by two spectacular guests this day. Um, the entire managerial upper office team of Dolphins made me cry. Jesse Augie. how are you guys doing today? We're doing well. Thank
0: you. Thanks for having us. Oh, yep. so they
1: are—they are both uh, together and recording from the same place. So we're excited to have you guys here. So. How you been? How's 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 your team doing? Tell the tell the podcast world how Dolphins made me cry is doing in the Taco Tuesday League.
2: I think the title of our team is excellent. Cry <laughs> every every freaking week. Um, yeah, so um, uh, I think we're the lowest scoring team in the league, and somehow we have two wins. I think I don't know how that is, but um, yeah, we're. I mean. We were just talking about it before the podcast came on and uh, we feel good. I mean, our team looks, I mean, it's good on paper. It's just, they're just not producing and just we've injuries and just, um, I don't know. Uh, maybe we should name our team like the magicians or something. Cause our team keeps, our people keep disappearing. I, 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 <laughs> I
1: <don't> oh. know. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a tough situation. You guys are in. I mean, there are a lot of, I think you guys are two and four right now. There are a lot of two and four teams out there. One in five teams out there. And I don't think you guys should like toss in a towel. Like, I think I, like, if you look at a lot of if it's for 12 team leagues, you know, mm-hmm. that are six teams in a playoffs, you guys are only a game out of a playoff spot. I'm also two and four. I'm only a game out of a playoff spot. So a lot of season left to go. We're, we're not even at the halfway point. So you guys hang in there.
0: Yeah. you know, yeah, I was, I was just going to say, uh, spicy that if possible, if we can have a, you know, uh, an award for the team with most injuries, um, we would win. <laughs> <laughs> if we have an award
1: for the team with the most points scored against, I would get that one. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, I got to tell you guys a funny story. So I got I to got, I tell you guys, I, I didn't put it on the outline because it actually happened to me just last night. So for our listeners, you know, the kind of way the podcast works, I get a couple, I get guests, I send them an outline ahead of time. And then we typically meet the next day. So um, what you guys don't know, a lot of listeners don't know is I we're based in South Texas or South Texas, um, league but I am actually out of town on work I'm actually in Las Vegas right now so I was eating dinner last night um and I was eating dinner with a couple of workmates and shout out to Jacob Jacob Taylor shout out to him uh, I met him last night so basically what happened was I was out to dinner with some workmates last night we just went to this little noodle house and I happened to be wearing my taco two. 2- Football league t-shirt. What's I post on Twitter? I, I didn't post that picture on Twitter. I'll post it up there on Twitter. Um and as someone's walking towards me, we we're eating, and he asked, he looked at my shirt and he said, Hey, how do you know the Taco Tuesday League? And I was like, Oh, hi. Um, I turned around and it says my team name on the back. It says spicy gumbo. And he's like, wait a minute. Are you Spicy Gumbo? I was like, Yeah, it's, I'm. I'm the commissioner of the league. Uh, that's that's me, on Spicy Gumbo, and I'm trying to play cool. I'm still don't know what's going on to beat my coworkers. I'm like, Who is this guy? And, like, yeah. and he's like, Dude, my league listens to podcasts. We love you. I was like, What? <laughs> and I was like, Wow, my first listener I ever met outside of our immediate circle of friends. <laughs> I was I was very taken aback because. You know, it's, 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 it's one of those things that you never really expect. You don't know what to do. I played it off. Like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. He took a picture of us, showed it to his thing. I told him i will get him on the podcast sometime soon. But inside, I was like... Nerdy out. Yeah. I was like, oh like, I was like if you guys are big Bang theory fans, there's this episode with Howard and Raj where they their band Footprints on the Moon meets their one follower that follows their band on Twitter <laughs> and they're very excited. I felt like that guy. I was, hey I, I met my first listener. they're actually do people, do people do listen to podcasts. So thank you jacob taylor i'm gonna send you some stuff uh dm me on twitter at taco ffl i'm gonna hook you up see jesse and augie we have listeners across the country that are listening to us right now <laughs>
0: yeah. well, we appreciate you and all the other people that listen to us and uh, spicy just for doing this it's fun. um and on so many levels we appreciate you and of course every listeners out there. So football, and we get to be idols to the people that are out there. So great job.
1: <laughs> yes. I just, I just, I'm, 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 I'm interested because we have, I, I was telling people earlier the podcast um, earlier episodes was that we have listeners in Germany. So I kind of get analytics here and there. We, we have a big, obviously in South Texas, a few in Wisconsin. There's a, there's sporadically out here in the West coast. Uh, we have a big following in Germany. So again, follow us at taco FFL on Twitter. Uh, my followers, I have dozens and dozens of them so far. So make sure you follow us on Twitter and we'll get, to, we'll get, you on the podcast, which is some stuff. And let's do this. Okay. So moving on, let's, let's move on a little bit here, guys. So let's get into some fattest football, the meat and gravy of our podcast. You guys happen to catch any of the games this past Sunday?
2: Yeah, I, I got to watch some of the bills chiefs. Um, I watched my Miami Dolphins choke away another game, and uh, can't wait for Tua to come back. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was some really—I mean, what's what's really interesting—and I saw a stat, and I don't remember what it was about a record, I think for this year, how many games were were close, and how many games have been with like eight points, and um, it's been pretty crazy how how much parity there is in the league. Uh, but as your outline points, I think the two classes of the of the whole league are probably the Bills and the Chiefs. I'd I still those are the two, two best teams out there. Uh, you can't argue with that. I don't think.
1: Oh, by far the, um, I think over under that game was 54.5, by the way, again, me being in Vegas, the <laughs> giants, the jets and the Steelers made me some money this weekend. It was awesome. But yeah, like as, as you were saying, Jesse, a lot of close games, a lot of teams covering a lot of, no, no really big blowouts that you would typically see most of the time. So it's been pretty cool about seeing the, the level of play in the league. And I, I like that we are a live podcast, so it appears that <laughs> Augie's, do- Augie's dog wants to be on a podcast. Yeah, too. yeah. Sorry about that. I,
0: put, I was like, let me close the door, and they're still barking, so it's weird. It's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys get a chance to watch that Bills-Chiefs games, um, you know, it's it's interesting. There's a couple of things I don't know what to do on these teams. I'm, and for the people that are listening to this podcast, I'm not going to go over, like, you know, Allen or Mahomes and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about the guys that are 100 starters all of the time. I'll kind of get kind of get into maybe you need some help. Maybe this guy you can pick up. So, but there are certain guys on this teams, um, especially the Chiefs, that I just don't know what to do with. I don't know what to do with the Chiefs receivers. I don't know what to do with the Chiefs running backs. Do you guys have any thoughts on either of those two groups?
0: And yeah, I tell you what, if we gave you a, a advice, they'd probably go off and you bench them. Or if you play them, they'll get injured. So I, 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 they're so sporadic. I mean, you have two top offenses, right? I mean, they're definitely the future of the league. I think. You know, uh, game game was so, super fun to watch. You got four lead changes, and it went down to the final minute. I think 54 seconds, Mahomes throws a interception. But I mean, all in all, I mean, it's you know, it's it's a diversity. It's it's you know, they they use it's not one receiver like. Tyreek Hill with the Chiefs, it's many different uh, aspects, and they spread it around, which is great for football, but bad for fantasy. You know, yeah,
2: it's it's kind of like a Patriots light. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's a tough
1: it's a tough play there with uh, the Chiefs. Like I even even the the backfield. I mean, I think I think me personally, I think Pacheco is the way to go um moving forward i think he is definitely the best athlete of that backfield um ceh i think if you're a ceh owner i think you missed your time i think you should have sold him high a couple weeks ago um i think he had like five fantasy points maybe less than that this past game um he was a touchdown deodorant kind of guy really not getting a lot of yards a lot of carries so I, i think you missed the boat on selling him high. Now now you're stuck with him. I don't think anybody's going to want to trade for him now, so I just think you got to ride the boat with him. But if you're a Pacheco owner, I think you're you're in good shape. I do think they're going to lean on him a little bit more. I do not touch any of these Chiefs receivers for the exact reasons you outlined. You have no idea who's going to go off any time. Good for football, bad for fantasy. Yeah, we,
2: we have Pacheco on our team, and so I totally agree with that. We're hoping and betting on that. Uh, whether it happens or not, I don't know. Probably like week 17, but uh, when we're not playing. But uh, <laughs> I do, there is one that we had him and we had to let him go. But Sky Moore, I think, is on the Chiefs. I think, I think that one, is he's the same as Pacheco. I think by the end of the year, he could develop into that, uh, maybe that Tyreek Hill light or that, uh, that go-to receiver. Because I, I think when you watch him, by, he's clear and by far the best receiver. Schuster's done. Um, you know, uh, Mar- Marva's uh, Scantling was never really anything. He's just a guy as far as I'm concerned. So I think the talent is there. And I think hopefully by the end of the year, you know, he he will probably be there. So I think from a Chiefs perspective, those two, I mean, the Bills are the Bills on those two teams. You always want a piece of that action on those two teams. I think Knox coming back was had a big game, was good for them, a the tight end perspective if you if you need tight ends. I don't know how much going forward he'll be involved, but, um, you know, it's a good way to get a piece of that action. I think uh, their running back situation as well. I think Cook is a good one to pick up. I don't know as the, as the season goes on. For whatever reason, I just don't. They give Singletary the ball, but they just don't, they're not in love with him, you know? So I just, I don't know, you know, where that would that have transpired by the end of the year either. And then the slot receiver for the Bills, it seems to be a carousel, but whoever you can find that starter seems to be productive in that, in that system too.
1: Yeah. It's funny you mention that, Jesse. I was actually going to say that too, you know, like I was watching the entirety of that game, Isaiah McKenzie, and he just, you know, he, I, I personally think that, um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Khalil Shakir. I actually think he's the better athlete in that in that little in that receiver role, um, other than Isaiah McKenzie. I think. I mean, and I, I'll get into him. I actually have him down here in my waiver wire ads. He's available on ninety percent of leagues. So I do think once the Bills finally kind of come to the realization that Khalil Shakir is a better athlete than Isaiah McKenzie, I think Isaiah McKenzie fell down. There wasn't even anybody around him. He, he did it twice. I was like, I mean, sure, touchdown one of the times. So I was like, oh, that's just yeah. I haven't seen that guy except for one game this season live up to expectations so again you're right both great offenses you know Mahomes, kelsey allen even singletary um another interesting fact is the bills are one of the teams that are in the talks of possibly trading for mccaffrey Um, yeah so i mean that's that's really interesting there too i think that's going to change the whole dynamic of that team so again more to be seen there but of course you want to piece that offense um 100%. 100%. Moving on to a different game, let's jump down to the Eagles-Cowboys. Um, <laughs> I, I watched the entirety of this game Sunday night. Um, what did you guys think about that game? Uh,
0: yeah, you know, I don't know, man. You know, I've got to tell you that, I mean, I, I thought it was a good game. Actually, if you look at the dynamics of it, you know, the highlights, um, you know, Dallas had a really good um, run, uh, kickoff return by uh, uh, Tur- Turpin. Uh, he he got the ball in the four four yard I mean four yards into his end zone. He brought it all the way to the forty. The Eagles forty. The score ended up being three to twenty at the half. Uh, in the fourth quarter, it was seventy to twenty, and then of course um, Hertz throws a touchdown to Smith, who was wide open, by the way. And then Rush, you know, consequently throws an interception to seal the deal uh, on their victory. So all in all, I thought it was a good game, especially you know all these these teams have really done well you know competitively. Uh, record-wise and stuff like that, um, I think it opens up obviously the dilemma. I, I think personally, I think Cooper Rush should stay the quarterback, um, and and let Dak stay, you know, on the bench. And the reason why is it's it's perfect San Francisco scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo stays, and then then uh, Smith, right? Uh, what's his name? Trey Lance mm-hmm. goes down for the year. So so now he's he's sitting cruising, right? I think the same thing. I think Cooper Rush eventually, if he gets hurt, you got a really you know fresh Dak Prescott. And then you, you, it changed the dynamics of it. But that's just my personal opinion. Oh, Jesse, what do you think? Um, I have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs>
2: From a fantasy perspective, uh, yeah, I think everybody loves the backup quarterback. But Dak is Dak, and Dak brings a different dynamic. It was the number one offense in the league last year, I believe. And that's because Dak Prescott was there. I, I think for whatever reason, I, think, I don't think they use their fantasy assets and football real-world fantasy assets properly. I mean, they paid a lot of money to certain players, but playing people money shouldn't be their dictating factor to who plays. We all can see that Pollard's a better back. He should probably be starting over Elliott. And I think Noah Brown uh, coupled with probably uh, uh, Gallup and Lamb would be bear, a better receiving core. And I think with Dak in there and the way the defense is playing, I think that I think that can put Ball Dallas probably to the number one spot maybe in the league. Uh, they could definitely play with the Bills and Chiefs if they can get their they add together. Dak can stay healthy. So from a fantasy perspective, I think we all want Dak in there. We all like Cooper Rush in the real world, but we're talking about fantasy here. So Dak's our man, and that's uh, hard to argue against. Uh, Jalen Hurts. He's um, we talked about drafting him. We yeah. just uh, were like uh, kind of around too late, um, but uh, he's the real deal too, which yeah. surprised me on his, this this young man. He's uh, I think he he may have the potential to be have staying power here. He could be the, the next Josh Allen if it, it came out that way.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. So going piggybacking on what you said, Jesse, is I think I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you can't be upset with the way that game played out. You had your backup quarterback yep. in there. Your defense played well. And you were close late in the game. And you, the, the, the team you're playing is possibly the number one team in the league, if not definitely a top two or three team in the league. You, you you're you're going to get Dak back. He's supposed to coming back week seven. At, at your, your, your your offense is going to get better. So I do think that you're a Cowboys fan, you're doing okay. From a fanny perspective, I 100 agree with you both. You put your most talented team on the field, not necessarily your most paid team on the field. Um, Pollard by far is the more is the more is the, is the more dynamic back, better catcher. The only thing that Zeke brings and is a better. Pass protection aspect when it comes to blocking um, blitzes, but Pollard is getting better at that, so hopefully he'll, pay, he'll pick that up a little bit differently. But it's 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 interesting to say uh, how good the Cowboys can be with Dak. I'm excited to see it. I do think that when these teams play again, I want to say in about four weeks, I, with Dak at the helm, I think the outcome will be different. It's going to be a great game. I love Jalen Hurts, um, 100% agree with that you on that one as well, Jesse. The real deal. I am lucky enough to have drafted him in our league. He has been helping me kind of claw my way back into this league. I was I was 0-4 at one point. Listeners, I am now two and four, clawing back to some wins. I've just had some bad luck, and I want I want to preface it with this: with people out there listening and a lot of a lot of teams a lot of leagues can appreciate this. So when you look at your league, and let's say you're one and five or zero and six or two and four, I always say look at what's happened. With your team, uh, if, you, if you've had a lot of injuries, if you've had a lot of bad luck, do um, you have a lot of points scored against you? You know, there's a lot of aspects that go into it. And when I looked at my team, noticing that I, I had the most points scored against me out of all the teams in our league, but I was also third in points. I was like, okay, I'm just running into some bad luck here. You know, I'm, I, my, my my team is scoring. So look at it from that perspective, listeners. Um, but if you have a team that's one and five, zero oh, and six, two and four, and your team isn't scoring. And your team isn't being scored on a lot, then you may have a little bit of an issue there. So you may want to flip some stuff around and try to turn your season around. But anyway, a little tangent there on that part.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like like we talked about earlier, not not to, but we're kind of the same situation. I mean, we're a lower score, but I mean, I mean, I don't hate our team. I just think we just had it just for whatever reason they can't uh, put it together. Yeah. not, not to panic yet. Like you said, we're still there. You know, from a fantasy standpoint. take a look at your team. If you haven't even won a game yet, it's probably time to start making some big moves. But if you're kind of, you know, in the middle, just take a look at your roster, see if you can make some trades. You know, we've tried to do a lot of trading. We just can't seem to come together on that. But, you know, you're not out of it yet. You're not out of it till you're out of it, as I like to say. I mean, even the end. So, and for me, it's also nice in the end of the year. I like to play spoiler too. If I can't win the, if I can't get the playoffs, I like to keep other people out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not that's not nice. That's not nice to hear at all. <laughs> okay. um, let's talk. <laughs> uh, let's talk quickly about um, the Monday night the Monday night game. I know it was on our outline, guys. Let's talk a little bit about the Monday night game since it is Tuesday morning. We're recording this, so we got a chance to watch the Broncos and the Chargers last night. Um, dumpster fire. What did you guys think about that game? Buster fire, yeah
0: <laughs> I just, you know the, the we are very fortunate to have a Thursday Night game that was terrible, so then the mud, the Monday night game wasn't as bad, you know what I'm mean? saying, so but Russell Wilson, man, he's just he's running for his life. I mean we have we have Sutton as a receiver. I mean, it's just it's hard because I don't know, I mean it was just it was painful to watch, but I mean it, it ended up being competitive towards the end, uh, but I mean, all in all, I think it was okay. Um, but thank God there's Thursday night because that was pretty crappy the last two two weekend two weeks in a row. So it made Monday night Monday night look pretty good.
1: It was competitive, you know. It's it's the Broncos defense definitely is keeping them in these games. That, you know they're two and four because of that Broncos defense. The Chargers offense by far looked a little bit sharper on the offensive side of the ball. They ran into some bad luck here and there. But I, I I will have to say you know if you're a Russell Wilson owner right now, I I don't know how you start him. I really don't even know how you start him with confidence. The offense just is not clicking. I know some people. And I really think that owners in general stick by this. I think it's a terrible idea. They're like, well, I I drafted this guy high. I drafted him in the you know as a, in a. Eighth or seventh round as a quarterback or an eighth round quarterback, I have to play him. No, you don't. You can you can definitely bench him. I w- I don't think he's droppable yet, but he's definitely benchable. That offense just looks terrible. You, you think you think a quarter of a quarter of a billion dollars would get you a little bit more for your money, you know? But he is playing terrible, Russell Wilson.
2: No, yeah, I I was gonna say it was good. It was good for or spectator sport for betting, I guess, a fan perspective, it's it's hard to trust anybody on the Broncos, especially with Javante Williams going out. Um, you know he was probably the best one of the best players on the team, but yeah, I don't know what's wrong with uh Wilson. Uh, he's definitely not cooking. I don't even think he's going to the grocery store, so, uh, and uh, so it's it's hurting everybody. And then I think on the other side, I think the Chargers. I think that you know Denver's got a good defense, but I think um. I don't think uh, Herbert's just right yet. I think you can tell when he throws the ball, he's not throwing like he did before he hurt himself. And I think they really miss Keenan Allen. And so they're they're not – I mean, they're kind of discombobulated. themselves. they got line issues. So I think that's a lot of what we saw yesterday. But, I mean, they're not um, – you know, they're not um, – they're not what we thought they would be either. You know, I know a lot of us are – you know, we're looking at any Chargers and all those Chargers players as being I, – I know that we want to – in the beginning of the area, it's like, hey – Everybody wants a piece of the uh, of the AFC West. You know, everybody's going to be scoring high and scoring high, but it's um, it's not coming to fruition. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: looks like we should have been in the AFC East or the NFC East.
1: <laughs> yeah, big time. I mean, the, AFC, the 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 West on both sides of the ball, NFC, AFC, really were thought were going to be the powerhouses, and the NFC West, yeah, with with Seattle. Fun for fun for fantasy, but going back to this game, I agree with you. I think Herbert had that rib cartilage injury earlier in the year. He hasn't been totally this, the same. And you're right. I think Keenan Allen, not being in this game or any game for the past three weeks, he's that mid-range guy, that quick slant guy, that that really bails out when you blitz. They don't have that guy right now. They have the running game, at Eckler. And a little bit of Josh Kelly who got banged up and they have their deep threat Mike Williams they they don't have that mid-range guy which is a big part of their game luckily Everett has been taking a little bit of that role um but it's 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 a it's an offense that doesn't seem itself like it was in the first couple of games so hopefully they'll come back together we'll see but um I'm gonna take a quick commercial break listeners real quick I have a commercial to stick in here from our one wonderful sponsor Rico's cheese and when we come back Jesse, Augie, and myself will talk about some key injuries and some <laughs> waiver wire pickups, and the waiver wire is pretty bad this week. So disclaimer, if you are needing any of these players that we are going to talk about, your team must be in bad shape. Okay, <laughs> real quick commercial bake, and I will be right back. Sometimes you don't open an entire Ken and Riku's cheese just for yourself. Well, if you're me, maybe you do. <laughs> but if you don't, don't worry. Rico's has you covered. They offer a variety of snacks you can take with you on a road trip, put in a lunch box, or eat whenever you want, especially if it's just a party of one. It's the perfect size snack. Look for Rico's on the go cheese sauce and chip packs wherever Rico's is sold. we're back so some injuries so we had some we had some injuries this past weekend guys and as i said before the break if you need any of the guys we're going to talk about um use at your own risk we're not telling you to go bench a starter for these guys these are guys that you may need to help you through the bye Uh, week seven has a pretty rough bye week i think the bills are out i think the vikings are out Um, a couple of the big teams are out on bye this week so these are good guys that might help you carry you through the bye um And may help you with injuries, but if you're looking for these guys to be your season-changer league-winning guys, um, you are listening to the Rod Podcast because these guys are are not it. (laughs) Um, A couple of key injuries happened. Um, Running back position, I saw J.K. Dobbins kind of exit with a knee issue. And that's always scary, um, Jesse and Augie, because – you know, Dobbins has had any issues since he got back. Um, and we saw, uh, was it a uh, Kenyon Drake come in there for him and <laughs> run for hundred yards. Um, Kenyon Drake is available on 94% of Yahoo and Sleeper Leagues. I don't know. Are, are you are you rushing to the waiver to pick up Kenyon Drake, guys? Uh, From my perspective
2: with Baltimore, once again, it's, it's almost like a running back committing and Doe Jackson in there. So it's kind of hard to even in diamonds is healthy. I mean, is he, he's not a true bell cow. So, um, I mean, if you're desperate, definitely. I mean, I mean, if you need a few points like, like we are, so I shouldn't believe be say anything, <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, if you're desperate, if you're on a bye week you need something that's gotta be out there. It might be a one week deal, but I don't, you know, as far as I wouldn't be dropping anybody to, uh, on your bench that's it's it's worth a stash just to pick this person up i i mean it might be good for one week but for long term they've got mike davis on the team they've got uh guess edwards coming back you know so i mean it's it's always and then with lamar jackson and they may just put dobbins on a snap count so really to me it's it's muddled you don't know what you're going to get that's my opinion on that
0: yeah I, I agree man it's so hard with this running back by committee and week to week injuries and stuff it's it's a crap shoot man you might as well just put money on you know, six and eight and craps and you know, go for it all because yeah. you never know, you know.
1: It's it's yeah, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say as far as that goes, I was thinking about that the other day too, as far as
2: I think we are finally we talked about it for years, but I think you are seeing a shift, especially in the real world now, in the fantasy world. It's it's kinda hard to bet on these Bell Cow running backs. You just don't have them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think teams, um we're we're in this past first offense now. I think they're just I think they finally got to the point now where it's like, you know, hey, I can I can find a running back in the fourth round. I can have this for one or two years. I'll get a new one. I'm not going to invest a lot of capital on that. I need my quarterback, my line, and my receivers. And so, uh, from a fantasy perspective, it's almost to a point where it's like you want to draft all wide receivers and get your stud tied in and a quarterback and, and let it roll. Cause that, that seems to be what's going right now. <clears throat>
1: it's, it's definitely shifted. You're right. I don't think, you know, there maybe last year there were a couple of bell cows, but this year you know really hard to find one i think when it comes to that ravens backfield um totally agree with both you guys that's a tough backfield to even try to figure out who is going to carry the ball any given run i don't think Kenyon drake is the answer i don't think jk dobbins is the answer um i don't think i think gus edwards is a great football player he's much better than Kenyon drake um he is coming back from that knee injury from last year so he may be a funny ad if he's out there on the way of wire add him to your ir spot but i I'm, I'm trying to stay away with the arm's length of this entire jackson deal backfield um totally but one another um interesting notes about an injury that happened this past week is um Hollywood Hollywood brown marquise brown for the the cardinals Mm. um broken foot from what i understand he is going to be out for at least six weeks possibly the season they're not sure how they're going to um proceed but evidently (laughs) the ownership has decided to take a chance and throw away a seventh round 2025 pick on Robbie Anderson so <laughs> I do not know if Robbie Anderson is the answer to the <laughs> uh, Hollywood Brown issue there they are getting Hopkins back um, right. you know Kyler is Kyler but there is something wrong with the Cardinals. I can't place it but I watch them play they have talent it just isn't coming together. you guys as an investor in the Cardinals backfield, what do, you, what do you guys
0: think i mean we connor is a problem because he's always hurt uh so i mean he's killing us but you know i don't know um i don't know i agree i don't know that robbie Anderson is the answer he he definitely has talent as most of these receivers do but he's coming into a you know a set offense that that has their clear number one and whatnot um and a really talented Murray quarterback so i mean he's he's upgraded a quarterback for sure um and I don't know man I mean Connor's good when he's good Connor's good when when he's healthy uh he seems to be that favored back but you know with that being said uh he's out and so that scores no points for us when that happens I think
2: uh from our perspective I think what you're looking at with the Cardinals is what you're seeing with the Denver Broncos um it's a little bit different I think because the, the coaching staff has been there but I think um you know, it takes them a little while to figure things out, but I think the Cardinals uh, have been figured out. So I think um, I think uh, you're I think you're seeing a coaching change in, in Arizona here pretty soon. Because I just don't that 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 running gun was, worked fine when it was new, but I just I just think they figured it out. That's my opinion on it. And uh, they're not they know how to they know how to contain Murray. And if you contain Murray, you contain the whole offense because it was all based about his athleticism and moving around. Yeah. I don't see I don't see any creativity there. So all of your fantasy players. For there now, it might be a little different when Hopkins comes back. You could have that, you know, like Keenan and effect. When Hopkins comes back, he could dominate the field. But I mean, is Hopkins going to be Hopkins when he comes back too? So, um, as far as Anderson or picking up anybody in that in that field, I think he might be. He, he'll have weeks. I think he'll be have weeks where he might score 20 points, and there might be weeks that he scores uh, 1.5 points because I just can you know, use him as a deep threat. Because I think Hollywood Brown's days were numbered anyway. When until Hopkins came back, I think he was stopgap measure until. So, Options came back. So
1: yeah, it's, it's interesting. You should say that Jesse, because I, I 100% agree with you. I think Hollywood Brown was a great player. The first six weeks of the season, um, he was having a great season. He really was. I was really wishing the best for him. I actually traded him away earlier in the season and I'm not going to would glad that I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the, the the big problem, I think like and they're in Arizona you said it, Jesse. Is Cliff Kingsbury? Is that coaching staff the answer? I, I, I don't think so. I, you know, they've had their chance. You know, you know this at this point last season. I think they were six and zero, or they were seven and zero, or something like that. And then they ended up, you know, going one in seven the rest of the way it was just it was just a terrible the way they finished off last season and carried over into this season um their offensive line isn't terrible kind of middle of the road uh you know it's 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 one of those things i just don't know what's wrong with that team and you, know, you got guys that are banged up guys that are suspended but they should be a lot better than what they look and if and unfortunately if if the coaching staff needs to be changed I know he's got a lot of guaranteed money for a few more years but hey they just ousted the guy um Rule from Carolina, they're paying that guy eight hundred thousand dollars a week for the next four years to not work for them. So you know yeah. he's he's doing okay out there. So I mean, yeah, maybe sometimes your team needs to win. You got to take those bullets. But um, yeah, I don't know what's going on there in Arizona. But talking about offensive linemen, I, I don't bring this up enough on the podcast. I'm a big believer in this. So a couple of offensive lineman injuries to note. Um, coming up this past. So, so, Morgan Moses, starting tackle for Baltimore, and Joe Nopum, the starting tackle for the Rams. So, I'm a big believer that everything starts and ends with the offensive and defensive lines. If your offensive line is healthy, and, and controls line of scrimmage, your offense is going to do well. If your defensive line is healthy and pushes the line back, your defense is going to do well. And, of course, of course, the running backs receivers get the glory, but I really think the offensive line is what gets it done. And I don't know what to do with this Rams backfield one bit. <laughs> so oh. um, Especially with, with Joe Dopeboom, he was the starting tackle there for the Rams. I think he started every game this season, really solid player. Achilles, done for the season. I, I I do not. I didn't trust the Rams in general, except if your, unless your name is Cooper Cup. Now I, I really don't trust the Rams. I still trust Cooper Cup, but I was on the fence about the backfield. Henderson, maybe, um, you know, a couple of other receivers there. Robinson had a decent day um, this past Sunday, but I don't know. How do you guys feel about the Rams and their offensive weapons? I and mean, as far as fantasy goes.
0: I mean, I agree. Cooper Cup's the clear cut number one talent. Right. Um it's unfortunate, you know, it's he's just he's just a baller. And he'll he'll play to the end. It doesn't matter if the score is fifty to zero and they're losing, he's gonna keep giving his all. Um, uh, the backfield's always been I mean, initially started with a Cam Akers that was talented, all the potential in the world, of course, he's out. Um and then you have your Ky- Kyron Williams, I think that's coming up uh, replacing them. But you got Henderson. I mean, we we agree with you. That's that's definitely something. And then if it's all the alignment, uh, alignment are so important. Um, you know, as far as like controlling the temple and whatnot, and it, you know, to lose to lose your alignment. You know, the one you were talking about for for the Rams, and and to lose uh, Morgan Moses for Baltimore, I think it's it's so important because these guys so they're so hard to replace. Is the thing. That's yeah. Just, yeah.
1: because if if, uh, a lot of people who maybe not know this outside of the quarterback position with some outlier receivers on the, on the backside of it, um, the right tackle, left tackle, um, highest paid position in football outside of quarterback and a few receivers on average. So and that's, there's a reason for that because those guys control the line of scrimmage. They protect the quarterback. They are important assets. So If you lose one, it really hurts your team. Um, but yeah, I I you mentioned one guy, um, Kyrie Williams. So if you guys have not seen this guy play, um, I was a big believer in him when he played at um Notre Dame. Um, I, I loved watching him play. Great heavy back. Uh, yeah, kind of reminding me of Brees Hall. Not that good. I'm not comparing it to him. Um, but yeah, he he was he was a good solid back. Had a high ankle sprain early. He was supposed to be like their new fresh back and, and anybody who knows the Rams, they love their rookie running backs. If you're not a rookie, you're not getting the ball. So, <laughs> you know, with Cam Akers going, whatever's going on with him, personal reasons, Dale Henderson, I don't know, This looks a little washed up to me. He had a decent week this past week, but I think the offensive line issues are bad. I mean, Kyler Williams is, is worth a stash if you can, if you grab him off IR, he's available on 92% of Yahoo and Super Leagues, but me personally, I'm not starting any Rams player unless your name is Cup. So <laughs>
2: you know, that that seems to be a, it seems to kind of be a trend all, across the NFL. You can pick one player on the team, and that's it. That's that, you know, that's I don't know. It's just kind of everything else is just hit or miss. It, it's just really it's really been that way. So the waiver wires are kind of um I know in our league the 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 pickings are very slim. So it depends on the you know the podcast listeners. If you're on a 10 team league. You know, or, or fourteen, or something like that. I mean, things is different, and 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 on that, on that aspect too, um, don't be afraid to go out if you got the bench space to go out, and also do some preemptive strikes if you got good quality the players out there, because if you have them, somebody else can't play them. You know, it's it's also about getting yourself depth as well. So don't don't be afraid to pull the trigger on that, just because it's not you know your direct backup or something like that either.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Like last week, I picked up and a lot of in my, the league saw I picked up Dion Jackson because I was playing the Naheem Hines owner. And I was like, "Well, I'll just pick him up and keep him on my bench, so he couldn't use it against me." <laughs> and the, <laughs> the guy was I was playing thirty white boys. Travis, he said the same thing. He's, "Oh man, come on!" I was like, "No." Nah. Uh-huh. He ended up doing really well. He ended up getting like thirty points or something like that. Yeah. And I was "I should have started this guy over my, my starting running backs," you know. Um, but luckily, I still pulled off the win. But yeah, it, that's a great point. Playing defensive waiver wire guys, you don't intend to start. Guys, you don't intend to. To put in your roster for that week, but guys who you, you don't want other guys to have. Um, yeah. Great, great point, Jesse. So, yeah, Deion Jackson's one of them. I don't think he's going to play again. I think Jonathan Taylor is coming back, and obviously, he's there. He's one of the bell cows we were talking about. He's one of the few that are left. Um, so, we'll see how he does this next week. You, got you guys, as Taylor owners, De- Deion Jackson is available in about sixty percent of leagues. Guys might be worth a bench stash if um, you have the room. Taylor and Hines are both out again. Just it was like the perfect storm for him this week because with, with both those guys out, so he got to play. But I don't see him doing that what he repeated again this season unless both those running backs are
2: out again.
0: So Yeah, but that is,
2: that is a, when you're playing the waiver wire. You mean you don't you don't have to you know don't burn up your fab money and things like that. You know you want to save that. But if you got a chance to block or pick something up, I mean it's it's good sportsmanship. You yeah. know, and it's um, it also it you know. If you're a good player and you're paying attention to what's going on, that's, you know, against your opponents or whatever, like you did for there. That's It's a great – it's another hidden aspect or untalked-about aspect of, of fantasy football. Uh, and so it's no different than in real life when they'll pick up a player off the practice squad, hold them for a week or so, so they get a little information on the other team, and they get cut. I mean, it's just the way it is. So. Yeah,
1: just and I, just case in point, with what what happened with the my my matchup this week? You know, I won by like ten points. If my opponent had picked up Deion Jackson and I didn't pick him up, I would have lost this week. I ended up winning this week, so it does it, it comes into play, guys. Go out there and pick up some defensive defensive minded um, action. If you're not gonna play the guy. Block other players, but a couple other other injuries. Um, I believe the Carson Wentz experiment in Washington is over, so um, he is out for at least six eight weeks with a broken finger. He's getting it looked at so by some specialist. Not sure what's going on. So we get to enjoy the wonderful um, Taylor Heineke for another another few games here. So, what do you guys think about Taylor Heineke, or do you have any other um quarterbacks do you think that may be a better add than him for possible Wince owners out there
0: think right, man I'm just I got nothing i mean uh he- uh-huh. heineke i think he- i'm um,
2: I, th- I, I i'd be honest with you i think heineke may be better than wince to be honest with you um I, th- I think he's a baller he likes he's a good player uh he definitely can't be any worse i know wince was balling out in the beginning but um i think he kind of tailed off so i think he's going to be fine for replacement there's a lot of weapons in, in um, Washington, and I think the style of offense are playing would be fine for him. I think, I think you can play and plug and play him if you're playing, Wentz. If you're playing him, uh, I'll feel bad for you. Uh, <laughs> but if you have to use him, you know, or a week replacement, I don't think that's a horrible idea. Uh, we have Daniel Jones on our bench. He's another one that's probably out there. He's been playing solid, using his legs. So uh, any quarterback out there that can use their legs, um, is a bonus and so it gives you a nice floor so I think Daniel Jones is another quarterback you could look at um, and then you've still got some there's a lot of injuries kind of out there on the wire you know I don't know what's going to be happening in, in New Orleans um, I think there's some question marks I know that we got a changeover in Carolina um, so I mean there's some places to look at that point I think you are just looking for matchups but anybody that you can get that uses their legs I think is a benefit so that might be just as a is a podcast uh, tip uh, if it's a tiebreaker, you know matchups, and they're using their legs too, you know.
1: Yeah, with the uh, Carson Wentz injury, I I I think his days are numbered. There, I mean, you're right. For fantasy, he was doing well, but for actually real life football, he was not. I don't think he had the. Uh, love of that team and the locker room definitely not of the coaching staff so i yeah. think i think heineke the one thing about heineke that he doesn't do he doesn't push the ball the field down the field a lot so i think if you're maybe a curtis samuel or a um you know a wide receiver order any any anywhere through the uh the, the Washington team. I don't think that it's going to help your fantasy. I don't think it's going to hurt it because those guys are you know, scary. Terry, all those guys weren't doing that much to begin with. So I think they'll probably be on par. Maybe Heineken will get them the ball a little bit quicker. I do think it helps the Washington backfield a little bit. I yep. think if you're a, uh, uh, Tanya Gibson, um, J.D. McKissick, definitely if you're a Brian Robinson owner, I think it definitely helps that out a little bit. They're lean on the running backs a little bit more. Uh, but as Jesse said, there are a lot of great running running backs out there. We have Daniel Jones out there in 70% of the league. I want to mention Marcus Mariota um, had a wonderful game this past weekend. He's out there, available about 70, 70% of sleeper in Yahoo Leagues. Yeah. Um, and and if you looked at like all the, the season going down the road for both those quarterbacks, relatively good matchups for the most part so again if you're a Carson Wentz owner um, I you know before you automatic pick up Heineke, unless you're in like a some kind of crazy super flex or 14 16 team league I would recommend going and pick up a quarterback that is a little bit more mobile mm-hmm. cool well without further ado I think it's time to give the listeners what Wait. they came, what they came for <laughs> oh.
0: Actually, before we go to the, the very embarrassing portion of this show, I do just want to end with the young people that have not seen the movie Blindside uh, on Michael or just give some love to all podcast listeners that were linemen at some point in time of the thankless stuff that they do for, for our fantasy players that we love to see them score points. It's, they're the um, unsung heroes of the group. So anybody that was in alignment, uh, defensive or offensive or even just defense, period, uh, we appreciate you and love you. So oh, nice, yeah.
1: I, I, as an offensive lineman myself back in the day, I appreciate that. And one of the things I also say is, I've always been a big believer in the push for offensive lineman fantasy points. I think that would be like a great thing to add like sacks given up or you know things like that or 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 touchdown scored not them by themselves but their team their offensive line allowed the touchdown so things like that I always that'd be kind of interesting to give them some
0: points but yeah, yeah. Or, or or the other thing too is uh I forget what game it was, but I saw a few running backs be pushed into the end zone by their by two. Yeah, that is a new thing. The yeah. the uh, rugby scrum is a new thing. I yeah. think it's actually a design play. I, Man, I, it's awesome. I'm serious. Just to see them push their running back in, in the lineman, I think there was two of them that were pushing. I forget who it was in the end zone, and I just love to see that kind of stuff because they, they're, they like I said, thankless her heroes. So thank you all that have done that, and we appreciate you for protecting us when we're out there uh, trying to get you know points for people. So thank you.
1: Well said, Augie. But now it's time. Now it's time for four questions,
0: buddy. <laughs> Are you ready? I. Uh, this is my least favorite part of the whole thing, but yes. <laughs> okay. So, so, spicy.
1: So, so, listeners, just FYI. So, I had Jesse on earlier in the season. So, Jesse is going to sit back and let, let Augie answer these questions right now. I think um, Jesse was two for four. I think the best we've had is three for four so far this season. Um, Rico's our wonderful sponsor um, donated a a giant prize pack for whoever has the best overall score. Um, If there is a tie at the end of the season, I will break the tie somehow. Haven't decided how I'm going to do that yet, but um, we'll see what we're going to do. But four questions. They're relatively easy. Here we go, Augie. Number one, softball. I'm tossing you a softball here. Um, who did who did John Stockton pass the ball to in 1995 to become the all-time assist
0: leader in the NBA? Moses Malone?
1: That is incorrect. Is <laughs> Carl Malone, Moses Malone was a different player altogether. That's, even... right. That's right. Sorry. Carl Malone's yeah. <laughs> I would yep. even even take it if you just said Malone, but because you added the Moses part, I can't take it because that is a different player. That's true. That's fair. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I could see Jesse's face, yeah. like, I, even though even though I'm not there. I could, I could feel Jesse like, oh, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah.
2: yeah. How can we get, I got fastballs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two. You'll get this one. Um, You'll get this one. <laughs> what 90s? TV and movie teen star appeared in three Aerosmith music videos.
0: Um, I let's see, ninety star Aerosmith, I don't know. Um I don't know.
1: That's okay. Um, if you're a big fan of the Aerosmith videos back then in the '90s, they were real popular. It had the, the beautiful and talented Alicia Silverstone.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So. All right.
1: All right. Over two. I, I think you get the glass two. Let's go to number three. <laughs> <laughs> <You did. laughs> okay. What Bruce Campbell cult classic contains the line, "Give me some sugar, baby"?
2: Why couldn't you give me these, man?
0: <laughs> oh lord. I, I have no idea. Oh, uh, Pipeline? Who is it? Who, who is it?
1: You know it is, Jesse? Yeah, it's the Evil Dead. Uh, Army of Darkness. You're close. Oh, <laughs> Army of on. Darkness the end of the movie. Oh, such a great movie. If you haven't seen it, Augie, go watch it. Bruce Campbell,
0: classic. That yeah, is. That's where he got the chainsaw hand. That's that's the one. <laughs> Easy. Very. Yeah, I like
1: that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You have a chance to be the the, first own four person this season. Have a chance here. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oakland A's outfielder clocked driving a hundred miles per hour in 1989. Told the cop he was testing rocket fuel.
0: Oh my God. I don't know.
1: I'm, yeah. It's okay.
0: Um, okay. okay. Jose- Jose- what? Kaseko is the only Oakland A I can think about.
1: That is the right answer. Jose Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not even a baseball person. I was like, Fuck, you played in the Oakland A's." <laughs> yeah, I I can't
1: think of any other Oakland A's outfielder from the from the 80s that was conseco. So, <laughs> Oh, okay. That's fine. Nice job, buddy. 1 Bro. for 4. 1 for 4 isn't bad. Um, two story real quick um uh, before we go. Um just uh, had a few years ago. I was uh, on a flight from San Antonio to Las Vegas and Jose Canseco was sitting two seats, um, in the same aisle from me, um, on that flight. And he was in San Antonio for some kind of convention. He was flying back. He he lives here in Las Vegas and super nice guy. Like real friendly, you know, chatted with me during the the, the plane ride. Um, real um, signed signed a, a baseball for me, which he had in his bag. I was like, oh wow, that's pretty cool. Nice guy. Took a picture with people on the on the flight crew and other people there in the airport. So, well, really nice guy. who was Akinseko. But anyway, <laughs> sorry for the time. But anyway, um Jesse, Augie, Dolphins made me cry. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Do you have any parting words of wisdom? Going forward for people out there in Podcastville and their teams and leagues.
0: Yeah, if I could just start, and I'll I'll pass this to Jesse. I just want to say thank you for the Jacob Taylors of the world uh, that are listening to us all across uh, the people that are stationed in, in Germany uh, as I was uh, back from 90, uh, 96 to nineteen ninety nine, and anybody that you know loves football out there. We you know I still missed it, and and I understand stuff like this it gets you kind of, you know, in, in the loop. So, and thank you to Rico cheese for sponsoring us. We appreciate that. And thank you to Michael Orr who made the blind side, which is outstanding. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Jesse. Um, this is where
2: our podcast listeners Well, um, uh, I can say this to Augie. He's my partner and we've been doing this together and I do it to, to him because I love to hate this game. And, uh, about this time of the year, I was just love to quit because <laughs> I'm so frustrated, but, um, just keep fighting and, that, and that's, the, that's the fun of it is, and uh, is, is not to give up and just keep fighting and and you'd be surprised if things can happen I mean eventually we all get mathematically mathematically eliminated but don't don't do the cardinal sin of just giving up and not playing that's that's just um, I've seen it happen in other leagues the worst part so keep your teams competitive keep playing and you know you, you learn you, you learn you learn you learn and so um, you learn by making mistakes and you learn from your successes but you learn from your failures so that, that goes for fantasy football too
1: well said both you guys i appreciate the time good luck week seven and the rest of the way augie make sure you go watch army of darkness and enjoy the rest of the season buddy take care guys thank you all right bye and that's gonna wrap it up for our podcast today one more thank you and shout out to jesse and augie co-managers of dolphins made me cry a team in our league Wonderful chatting with y'all. Great points. Make sure you listen to them. And also, thank you to our friends at Rico's Cheese. They help keep the lights on here. And most importantly, thank you to all of you listening to this podcast right now. I see you, Jacob Taylor. I see you, buddy. And everybody else out there, we appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at TacoFFL. Join the Dozens and dozens of people That are already following us there We're going to break triple digits I know it someday soon But reach out to me Feel free DM me I'm more than happy to chat with you Put you on the podcast We'll have some fun And of course Wherever you listen to podcasts Spotify Apple Help out our analytics a little bit Like us Follow us Give us a five star rating We would really appreciate that But this was the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League Podcast. I am Spicy Gumbo. Best of luck in week seven and the rest of the way. Signing off.